Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Why height? Why height? Generally, broad, we'll talk broadly, generally okay. speaking here. It seems that uh, women looking for men ask for height. Okay, so... Where does this come from? From my perspective, right... Do you right? need things picked up from shelves? Do yes, you... I'm five foot two. I do need <laughs> things picked up from shelves. Okay. I need people to lift me on their shoulders when I'm at a concert because I can't see shit. <laughs> so it's a, you're just looking um, for advantages. Look, I honestly think that it it harks back to our little, you know, lizard procreation brain where we're like, you know, big, strong, tall, right. <laughs> good genetics. But to be honest, right, like I don't mind if a guy's my height. So I'm five two, right? Um, I would and have... And I'm not heightest, right? You you can be five two, and I'm good with it. If you're shorter than five two, for me, I I have had an issue with it. But having said that, if I had kind of if it wasn't a blind date situation, mm. and I was into the person, like I don't think height would matter, right? So if it was a mate of mine who was shorter than me, who I'd been hanging out with for a while, and I just fell in love with them, then height doesn't matter at all to me, right? But but there is that tiny little bit of me because I I went on a date with a um with a doctor. He was my mum's still mad that I turned him down, yeah, of course. but he was shorter than me. Um, he was about five foot even um, and I didn't notice because he was standing on the top of a curb and I was standing on the bottom and then I stood up and went, oh. oh. Um, but he was also a beige person. So ah. I felt okay about – I was like yeah. it wasn't just the height thing. But for me it's not a big deal. But there's I do know there's a lot of women out there, there who are like a, must be six foot or taller, yeah, which I think is ridiculous. It, it, I, I don't know where it comes from. I'm just curious. Where does this need for height come from? Is it a, is it you don't have height so you demand height yourself? Like, well, as I you know said? from I don't tall know. girls. Like, I mean it's a very patriarchal thing, right? Mm. Like we, there's a lot of tall people who want – want their man to be big and strong. Um, I want to know from people in same-sex relationships whether yeah. it's like what what's the preference? Like, <laughs> do, you, do you care? I'm going to ask our producer because, yeah, you know, we, we're gonna have why to... not? Do you care, Zane, if someone is taller than you? It is very, very rare that I meet someone who is taller than me. Right. Yes. However, I will say my boyfriend is taller than me. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Um, there you go. But... Yeah, in his historically, no, like people are two heights. They're either tall, which is of an eye level with me, or they are short, which is shorter than me. Yeah. And I've never discriminated. Yeah. I do not care at all. I want to know, and we'll, we'll post this in the Ghost of Boyfriends Past Group yes. Therapy, because I want to know what your opinion is of height and why you yeah, have it's it. Yeah, it's the why. That's what it's I, the that's why. What I, yeah, look, I demand. I... I, I I think there's there's like the tiniest part of me in my okay I'm going to be really femme now brain that kind of just wants to be like ooh pick me up and yeah. let me be on my tippy toes to kiss you but 
if I really liked the person, I wouldn't give a shit. Like, yeah. if I was Zendaya and I was dating Tom Holland, I'd be like, I don't give a shit that you're shorter than me because you're awesome. Like, yeah, that's right. who you're cares? So, you're so just, cute. <laughs> yeah, so cute. Man, he dances well. Anyway, that's besides the point. Welcome to Ghosts of Boyfriends Pass. What an interesting debate, Tom. Hello, one. Hello, all. How did how do you do you discriminate against height? Like, you can be honest with yourself and go, damn it, I only want fellas over six foot tall yeah you know? or are you a guy who wants women who are very tall or, very, that a or thing? short, or you, short need, like, you need a woman short you need you. to be that big spoon tell us i want to know yes we demand answers hello one and all and hello all we have an exciting returning guest today yes, so you may it. remember a few weeks ago we spoke to angelica who had a story go viral where she tried to go out to meet people in real life guys not online in real life and it did not go so well yes, well that, that's right but not even romantic endeavors just Hello, people, I'm here in a new city. Let's be friends. That's That was the really brief. And so what we wanted to do was bring her back to tell us a dating story. Yes. Hi, Angelica. Hello. Hello. Thank you. I'm so happy to be back. Yay. We're Wonder- thrilled to have you back because I have been itching to hear your story of Ghosts of Boyfriends Past. I can't wait to share. And that was the perfect uh, intro because... The man I'm going to be talking about is tall. Like tall, and, tall? <laughs> See, we sick. accidentally do this, this a lot. Is, where we talk, <laughs> we, we, never, we never plan which questions we're going to do, but sometimes they, they just work out. Um, mm-hmm. So, look, we're going to give you a very quick rundown of the rules again. You heard them last time. They weren't super appropriate last time, but this time we need you to use an alias for the person that you're talking about. Uh, We have the don't be a dick rule, which is please don't share any information if you figure out who Angelica is talking about, because that's just rude and it ruins the party for everyone. That's right. And uh, there's a third rule. uh, No threats. No threats on microphone, please, Angelica. If you want to send them by mail to us, we can forward them (laughs) on to the appropriate party. Send your threats to (laughs) ghostsofboyfriendspast at (laughs) gmail.com. Don't threaten us, though. That's bad. (laughs) All right. So, Angelica. Where is this story starting? Take us from the top. Oh, I'm sweating now. (laughs) The hot seat, yes. Uh, So I think from the top, well, I'll say I did meet this man on an app. and everyone does every now and then. He was tall, and I'll add my two cents to the tall answer. Yes. I'm originally attracted to tall men. But just as Liz said, if I meet someone or friends with someone and I really enjoy their company, then I don't really care if they're not tall. Um, yeah, it's just that initial, like there's there's something in, in your brain that goes, oh, not tall, if it's a blind date situation. But if you know the person already, then height doesn't really matter. Yes. So and I'll say that's like a bad, an awful thing about the apps is because then you filter out people who you could have had a really great connection with exactly um, but so the story starts um at, well I'll start with I had freshly been out of a pretty healthy relationship um and it was a relationship that I ended and was kind of excited in my mid-20s to to date and um I don't know get out there and yeah. see 
what I had been missing while I was in a relationship. Yeah, don't we all? Like we, we, we get in relationships really young and then we're like, oh, I could, that's right. There's a whole like world out here. And then you get out there and you're like, oh, damn. <laughs> There's a lot of fish yeah. in the sea, but there's also a lot of tra- uh, trash. Yes. <laughs> in, in, in and I, I stress that it was a healthy relationship because we had great communication. It was very emotionally safe. Good. So dating after that was kind of hard, as you will see. <laughs> Go into this story. Uh, so I um, met, I'm, I'm going to call him Mr. September because I met him Ooh, in September. Like and that him. was what I could think of. Um, so Mr. September, I met him in September. Uh, we had a first date drinks, very physically attracted to him tall on paper, him and I made sense, which I think happens a lot with dating apps, but I won't go down that rabbit hole right now, but on paper, we made sense a lot, um, had similar backgrounds where we were both college athletes, um, close with our families just young, active, hmm. it, it just, it just resume seems, wise, yeah. like it, it connected and we were both physically attracted to each other, which also helps. helps. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, he was very, very smitten with me and I love to play it coy. Um, but I, I was into him, but I was a little like, okay, sure. Um, and, I remember the first, so after our first date, I had a work trip the next weekend over the weekend. And on the job I had previously, um, I worked like all weekends. It was an events job. So the whole weekend I'm at the event, whatever. Mm. And he would text me in the morning and say, I hope that you have a great day. Like, like you're going to do awesome. And then at night he would be like, I'm, I'm so excited to hear about how the day went. Like tomorrow you're going to like have such an awesome day and like with specifics about what was planned for the next day. Um, and I didn't even text him back because I was so busy, oh. but I just loved that this man who I was so attracted to and seemed so like masculine was doing something that was just like showing care and interest and checking in on you yeah it's good yeah and we had only had one date and it wasn't like he was annoying me and being like why aren't you texting me back it was just that I hope you have a great day and not mad that I didn't respond and just that's sweet wanted to say that sounds secure yeah Mm. it was very very it won me over yes um so that was September um just you know, love birds, love is in the air kind of vibe. <laughs> um, October, we went um, up to the mountains with my sister for her birthday and her boyfriend and my other sister. And I just, I remember on this trip, I was thinking, I'm going to marry this man. Cause like he was so sweet. He, my sister and her boyfriend at the time were fighting and like it was, they were coming to the end of their relationship. And it was her birthday weekend and she was crying and like he was being very selfish and Mr. September was comforting her. Like he he was like doing what he could to not intervene or not like overstep, but like, it was just so sweet. Like talking with her. An empathy response. That's nice to see. 
Yes. Yeah. And I'll say he, he's not a bad person. Um, it just ended poorly. I'll get into that, but yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll get into that. Yeah, put a pin in that for uh, now. <laughs> um, very, just very thoughtful. And so I very much thought that like, this is my husband. I, I'm not interested in meeting anyone else ever again, ever. Mm. I'm sold. You sold. Yeah. <laughs> sold. Yeah. My heart um, is going. My brain is happy. We're good here. Yes. Like every, every box that I could have checked off. Um, so then in November, we became official, officially dating. Um, and I just remember like it was, there was like nothing bad. I just had nothing bad at all to say. I was so happy. And it, it seemed like he felt the same way. So it wasn't, it was just this mutual infatuation with each other. Um, just maybe a red flag. <laughs> not, you know, like not always. It feels really nice when people feel like they're on the same page and they're all like hearts and flowers and big like love heart emoji eyes at each other. You know, and that's not always a red flag. And I think if it it, it can, yeah. it, those things can happen, and the relationship doesn't work out, but that doesn't mean the smittenness was bad. Yeah. So I think I, I think I think there was room for wiggle. Uh, there's some wiggle room there. Yeah, and you can tell even as I recap it, I'm still like smiley about it. Yeah. Like it, it really was like a good feeling, and I think that whenever you get excited to see a person and you feel kind of like a dog, like yep. how yeah. a dog is excited. If you had a tail, it would be wagging. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so the fall was was great, a great time for us. And then um, not long after we officially started dating, like a week after, um, I was running a marathon in the city that he grew up outside of. And it was right before Thanksgiving as well. So I was thinking um, he'll come to the marathon and watch me and then go home for Thanksgiving. And then maybe like he can meet my family at the marathon and I can meet his family for Thanksgiving. And that was kind of like a, I pitched that idea and it wasn't like enthusiastically received, but oh. it wasn't turned down. Yeah. And I just kind of brush it off. Like, you know, it's okay, whatever. We'll see timing wise, like, you know, travel sucks. Not that it was far to drive, but mm. um, so I just kind of- You that justify was like first- it. You're like, oh no, that's okay. You know, maybe it's this or maybe it's that, or maybe it's the other thing. We're good. Yeah, exactly. Like. It was the first bump, so I felt like it wasn't a huge deal. Yeah. Um, but he, I, I did kind of like keep asking about it just because I wanted to know. And, and my entire family, I have four sisters and one brother, and I'm the youngest. And um, and both my parents, and then a handful of significant others were also coming. And and we had like a house, Airbnb house. Um, in the city and I, I told him like you can stay in the house with us you don't have to go back to the suburbs like I really really wanted him to meet my family um, and some of them he had already met like my sister mm. um, sisters I guess two of them um, but when you think like 
I want to marry this guy. Like you want to get him enmeshed in that family setting, right? Yes. And I'm very close with my family. So like I wanted to see how that interaction was too. It is important. Um, Yeah. yeah. So he, he did come and I was worried that he wasn't going to, but he took the train from the suburbs and came with my family. We went out to dinner that morning most of my family ran the race like sometimes marathons are broken up Mm. there's like the half marathon on the saturday and then sunday's the marathon um so most of my family did saturday and so they all like got drunk (laughs) and um it just were kind of partying a little bit and so he was doing that with them and just i loved it like he fit in so well it was i just like really saw it especially being sober that night and just watching it, I was so happy um, and saw it as like, this is my future (laughs) and I love it. Um, And he was also like thoughtful of me and walked back with me to the Airbnb and we stopped to get me like a bagel for the morning and stuff. And he even said like he had so much fun and was having so much fun with my family. I tell you, when someone says I'm having so much fun with your family or I love your family, there's like a little part of it's like my heart grows a size. Like it's it's just such a it's just such a buzz, especially if if you like them. If if they say they love your family and you hate them, it's kind of scary. (laughs) Yeah, I'm actually just jumping back to that previous relationship that I had that was like very relatively healthy. Maybe I was the toxic one in it, but. But whenever we broke up, he said that he was going to miss my family. And I I just like, oh, that kind of makes me sad because they didn't do anything. Like, but anyway, so back now we're with Mr. September, but it's in November. And (laughs) um, I just was like so happy. And so the next day I ran my marathon. We all went to brunch and then his mom came to like pick him up and take him home. Um, so I met his mom and she had run marathons when she was younger. And I was just like, it just like makes sense. Like, you know, whenever it just all like makes sense. It's a puzzle piece um, and it just like slot in there perfectly. Yes, exactly. So I was going where he was going was like, um, north of the city that we were in and I was going to my family's house that was a little south of the city so it wasn't too far maybe like two hours and then we had lived at the time in Boston so like north of both of those Mm -hmm. um so in my mind I was thinking I will go to meet his family after the holiday for that weekend and then him and I will drive back to Boston together. Um, And during that week where we are with our families, he really wasn't communicating. And it was like a vast difference because previously he had been sending like those encouraging messages. He, He, every morning he would text me and say, it's a great day to have a great day. Like if it's cold out, he'd be like, don't forget to wear your hat today. So to not really hear that much from him and again, you justify it. He's with his family. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to be needy, but it's a I big difference. <laughs> like he's, he set up an expectation mm. and then dashed it. 
Yeah. And it, it was starting to make me feel like, I don't know, I was starting to get anxious about yeah. it, I guess. Um, and because it does feel like, how do I justify bringing it up? Because it is like, not like it's just that his, the expectation he's at was now not being met so yeah and it's not and it's difficult when it hasn't been something that you've said I want this to happen all the time so you're in your head you're like well I can't really ask it of him because I haven't let him know that that's what I was expecting and he just probably a short amount of time complicates things as well you've only sort of been dancing around each other three months you want to be the cool girl you never want to be the girl that's like the hey do you, you hate me now but it's hard to point it's hard to, it's difficult to point to like a month of history and say hey for a full month this was happening instead of like six months yeah. or a year or whatever so that, that, yeah and it was like a fast relationship that i think i am putting the months just to like demonstrate the mm. quickness that yes. it progressed and we lived relatively we lived a little over a mile from each other mm. and walking like a walking mile um and i worked right my the building i worked at was the stop of the train that he took into work so it was like we just our lives were so easily intertwined mm. um that i don't know it maybe was too much for him but um, that wasn't really communicated or kind of well, was. Well, yeah, when, <laughs> when someone's being that forthcoming with that many messages, if they're feeling funny about it, that's not authentic communication, is it? Mm. Yeah. And, um, but the, well, okay. So, okay. so I'm at with my family and, I'm just kind of like, I love my family. I have such a great time with them. So many of us that I'm feeling sad that I'm not hearing from him, but also I'm just enjoying the time with my family. Um, so it comes down to like uh, maybe the Friday before that weekend. And I still wasn't sure if I was going to his house or not. And um, I kind of, I just needed to know logistically do I, am I going home with my sister or am I coming with you? Mm. Um, and I, I honestly like think that he invited me. I went to his house. I think though he did it because he felt bad and he didn't know how to say no. Right. Or like communicate that it was too much for him. And I don't think I made it easy because I was so excited and I, I wasn't feeling the need to slow down. So I it, I don't think I made it easy in that sense of like, I was just really excited. I wanted yeah. to meet his family yeah. and friends with them just as much as he liked my family. Yeah. Um, so I, I did go for the night. I accidentally got very drunk at dinner oh, and blacked no. out. Oh, no. Oh no! Oh dear! I love the accidentally getting Whoops. the accidentally getting too drunk. It's well, such a good move. It's <laughs> oh, an accident. You know, like I was anxiety nervous. and I was nerves. nerves. Like it's anxiety. Yeah, I had anxiety about our relationship. I was nervous about meeting people. Like, and his parents were so nice. And as soon as we got there, I brought them beers from this brewery um, from where my family was. 
and um, they cracked them open right away and poured me a beer and like it was just like oh what can we get you to drink and it just fed into it and then I was probably drinking too fast and mind you a week earlier I had run a marathon so I was probably also just like still deficient in yes nutrients. <laughs> um, and a lightweight so um, I don't think anything was awful with his family but when we got back to the house um oh, I almost said his name that's okay um, we can bleep if you do but Mr. September yes Mr. <laughs> September um we were hanging out all in like I think their living room I don't really remember um but he said that I just excused myself and went to bed and we were staying in separate rooms um a rule of his parents which as I is fine. Look, I I'm of the if you're under twenty separate rooms, but once you get over twenty, like that's silly. Yeah, I think that it's it was just weird, especially because I would have liked to have the comfort of him with me. Yeah, when you're in an f- unfamiliar location, mm. like. Yeah. And the weekend earlier with my family in the Airbnb, we, of course, shared a room. It was no question. Um, And you need to debrief after family stuff. Like you need to, you need that time to debrief and chat. Yeah. So um, apparently though, I got sick and there was a bathroom connected to the room I was in, which is good, but probably not. I, I don't even... I blacked out, so I'm not even totally <laughs> sure what happened. Um, but I, I think I got sick and like was crying, and I think he came to say good night to me, and then like I was sick and crying, and like, oh, no. was, all of the anxiety that I was trying to push down. Oh, now I'm like getting emotional, but just that feeling of like finally it comes out. <laughs> yeah, comes out like, out of your eyes, out of your stomach. <laughs> All of it. Everything. <laughs> yeah, nothing's inside anymore. So, um, it was just a lot. And I, I think he, like, cleaned the bathroom and, like, kind of just put me to bed. And then we talked in the morning. Um, but I don't think I actually said anything about how I was feeling. I think I was just probably crying. Um, and then in the morning, his parents were so nice and they had like breakfast spread. And I don't even think they knew that I got sick. I, if they did, he would have told them, but I don't, I can't remember if he did or not, but, yeah. um, yeah. Cause it was like the bathroom within the room I was staying in. So, um, but yeah. And then we got in the car and drove back to, to Boston. Um, and it was a fine drive. It was a little awkward, which I don't know exactly why. I think I'm a big social media person and I like my phone and it was a long drive and he didn't sh- want to share the drive. He drove the whole way, which is okay. It was his car, um, but I was going to look at my phone and I think it annoyed him a little bit that I was on my phone. Um and not totally engaged in like him Mm. Uh, 
But again, I don't really know because it was never communicated to me. Sure. And like so, there'd still be a small amount of awkwardness from the night before where you'd be like, I don't want to talk about that. So I'll be on my mm. phone and he'd be like, I think we should talk about that. But she doesn't want to. So I'm just going to sit here in silence. Yeah. Well, and actually it was probably the opposite. I would have loved to know what I did, but I didn't want to push him or make him feel uncomfortable about like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, there's people who like don't want to tell you things like I'm of the belief that clear is kind. That's mm. a um, Brene Brown. She's like a um, speaker and Love author. Her. Love yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah, like clear is kind. Just tell me straight. What did I do? <laughs> I don't know what I did. I don't did know what happened. Did he know but... that you don't that you didn't know what happened? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And because he was so big that anytime we would go out or like to parties, I would get very drunk because I would end up like going drink for drink mm, with yep. him. Always a mistake. Um, I've done that before and- with with very large tall athletic men and I cannot match people yeah. drink for drink. He weighed over double how much I weigh. Yeah. So yeah. Like, going drink for drink was like not possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unrealistic. So he knew th- that when I would get drink a lot that I would block out. Um, not that I that is an awful blacking out is awful. I do not recommend it, but sometimes it happens. And, you know, um, so like he knew that and he knew that I would get sick. And also the next day after being with his family, I didn't feel well, I was hungover. So like, I also don't really want to be like just singing to, um, Greece. Mm. I loved it. He was singing to Grace, but like, I can't jump in with Sandy's parts because I'm feels my head is vibrating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that was that. And we went home and went to work. And then that's when things like really started going down. And now that I'm retelling it, I, I really don't know if it has to do with like me getting sick at his parents' house. Um, It could have. Um, if they are the type to have you sleep in separate rooms as adults, they might be a little judgmental in yeah. that sense. Um, my family is definitely not. Like, we want everyone to just have a good time. And, you know, if you get sick, that's okay. That's yeah. awful, but understandable. Yeah. Um, so what changed yeah. what changed between you what that you you obviously recognized something at the when you got back to your respective lives you you recognized a change yes um what changed was he wanted to see me less which we weren't even seeing each other that much so it was like maybe once during the week we would see each other and then on the weekends mm. and Prior to, in the fall, I was doing a lot of weekend events. And then after November and winter on, I had a break until the spring. Mm. Um, So I was really looking forward to spending more time together because I was traveling a lot and like super busy with work and events that I thought this is a great time that now we can spend more time and get closer. Mm. Um, where theorized that he thought kind of the opposite needed space, um, which I mean, I guess he did ask for, but it was in a way of like, I'm busy. 
and it's it's interfering with my routine during the week not anything to do emotionally needing space which so, you then justify in your head as he's busy and I'm being needy right yes yes and then it's like I have to downplay or discredit my own emotional need because when I bring it up and I'm I am a squeaky wheel so if I am like uncomfortable and especially at this point I was like you know what we're dating dating it's not like a situationship it's you're my boyfriend and you don't want to see me Mm. it just feels weird um and even I remember one night uh, and again I worked very close to where he lived like our lives were not far from each other so um and I said like well do you want to just do dinner we don't have to do sleepovers like that's fine we can just get dinner or um you know see each other for an hour or two Mm. um but he didn't want to do that so i started i don't know if this is like the little demon in my head but i started thinking that he was seeing someone else um because i was just trying to justify it well that's where your mind goes like if someone's gone from talking to you all the time and wanting to spend all the time with you to suddenly not wanting to spend time with you but they haven't communicated that there's something wrong with the relationship you're like well who are they spending their time with Mm. yes yeah that is how i felt um and but i did also think well you know he did invest a lot of time early on and maybe it wasn't realistic with his routine and like kind of explaining it away in that sense Mm. um but either way so we started seeing each other less and i didn't like it and i was trying to communicate that i didn't like it and then every time we would see each other we would talk about it and so it wouldn't be like fun and it just started spinning into this like um unproductive like back and forth Mm. Uh, and we weren't really fighting it was more of just I was trying to understand his emotional side of it and I wanted him to tell me emotionally how he was feeling and he was saying just like avoiding anything about it emotionally and just saying well I work out in the mornings and I'm like really busy with work right now and He's trying to logic his way out of it. He's mm. trying to like, like fact, fact, fact. Let's not talk about feelings. We're just going to push those all the way down. Yeah. 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 So that was a really hard time. And I also like going into the winter is just hard. And I had just spent so much time training for this marathon and so much time running that I was taking a break from working out to recover and I don't think he really liked that because I think he liked the idea of like, oh, my girlfriend is a marathon runner. And mm. I I love running marathons, but I'm by no means one of those like runner runners. Career who, like, runners, yeah. yeah like I, I'm, I always have run my whole life and it, I'll probably always run, but I, I like taking breaks and I don't care to like get up at 5 a.m. to yeah. run for nothing. No. Why would I do why would anyone do that sleep in and eat a donut yeah (laughs) I mean like I'm the type of person who I'm like why run if something's not chasing you so like (laughs) I don't (laughs) getting up at 5 30 to run is like the most foreign from me yeah and 
like, so I went from like training for something to then being, I don't want to do this. Um, I'm pulling up my little notes again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think too, like, I'm a very goofy kind of in a weird way person. And I like to be like competitive and just silly and maybe like, I don't, I don't even want to say like non-traditional because I think a lot of people are like that, but just, especially if I feel close with someone I want to just be like goofy and yeah. make jokes and, that's the best um, part of the relationship when you can start being silly with them yeah and I would like hide and jump out at him <laughs> and, like, <laughs> I just like little yes. things that I would yep. like like I don't know it's fun yeah um he I think hated it oh. and I think he realized and again I'm just theorizing because I never really got this feedback mm. but I think he realized on paper I wasn't that there was more to me than what was on paper so like I'm goofy I'm kind of lazy I don't I'm not a meal prep person he's very much a meal prep person I don't really care about working out or like that so like he I, colors inside the lines and sometimes you're going to color outside the lines Yes. Yeah. And I understand and respect the lines, but <laughs> sometimes it's more fun to to do your own thing outside those lines. Done it. Yeah. And like there there are no rules to life. You make up the rules. So just do what you want and I don't know. So we just had a fundamental difference in that sense. Um So your theory Angelica is that on the surface a lot in common between between you two, similar family, you know, a lot of, yeah. uh, but then you sort of file down the sheet, you know, the, the character sheet for both of you and the differences start to emerge. Is that what you, you, yeah. you theorize? Yeah. It's like an onion. If a person is an onion, the outer layers were similar and the same, but when you peel them away, our inner layers were not yep. at all compatible. And it was hard because I had already been sold. So I'm like in the weeds of this, already thinking that I found like my perfect person and my right. perfect me, but he wasn't sharing his authentic self, something we talked about in the last episode. Mm. Um, he, he just wasn't sharing his feelings or like what, what he needed um, from the relationship. So it started to crumble, but all of these talks we were having, I viewed it as us, trying to get on the same page and hindsight I think he just wanted to break up with me but didn't know how right. and um just felt was kind of a coward about it to yep. be honest mm. and probably because he was so uncomfortable with negative feelings and expressing negative feelings that it just wasn't ever able to be expressed. It sounds so, like he was trying to push you away to make you do the deed of ending it. And that is exactly what happened. Yeah. So we had a rough December. Um, oh my gosh. And I'm going to add in here too. So December, I had gone on a trip with a group uh, that my ex-boyfriend was a part of. and it, But it was a huge group. And... Um, I knew he was going to be there. I'm a type of, I'm a no contact post breakup person. Same. I think that that, Preach. 
the best, um, regardless of feelings for each other, at least for a little bit. Like maybe after years down the road, you can be friends, but I don't think you can jump into that. So I knew he was going. I told Mr. September, I'm going on this trip and I just want you to know my ex is going to be there. He did not like that, but it wasn't, he wasn't like toxic about it. He just like didn't want to talk about it and like didn't like it. So I was like, again, not being able to talk about feelings. Mm-hmm. So, um, and on that trip, um, after drinking and being out, uh, my ex chased me down the sidewalk and confessed that he missed me and that he wanted to get back together. And I was like, in still in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, I'm dating my husband. Yeah, I've like, met my uh, I've met my hubby. What are you yeah, doing? I'm, <laughs> I'm married. <laughs> You're all offended. This is the right this really is the movie in your mind romantic comedy moment, right? It really was. And it was like this person who I have so much love for, but I knew compatibility wise we just didn't work um is telling me this and in my head I'm like with this seemingly perfect person that I have put on a pedestal Mm. uh, who is incapable of sharing emotions (laughs) with me what a catch Uh, (laughs) yeah so I was just I was honestly annoyed and I was like why would you say this like I'm in a relationship I'm happy I don't want to get back together um and that was that and he did apologize I for the trip I had bought something so everyone had to Venmo me send me money and in his message he said sorry that I made things awkward That was nice. But again, him and I... Did he add extra money food. for making things mm. awkward? Because uh, I would have requested ah. an extra 20. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't think he added extra money to that. But um, so coming back, and I hate to say it, but that also is an ego boost. Like, of course it is. <laughs> like so coming back, I... Oh, wait, my computer is dying. Um, coming back, I'm like... An ego boost and and it gives me a little more confidence to even just address more of the like emotional tension because well, you've got a safety our... net now sort of <laughs> you've got like a, yeah. a an ego safety net happening yeah and like not I would have never gone back with my ex but I think just the wake-up call of like there are other people who knowing, will love yeah. you. knowing your worth yeah that little yeah. bit of a hang on a minute I'm worth someone chasing me down on the sidewalk and telling me that they're in love with me. Like, what am I doing putting up with no communication guy here? Yes. And, okay, so it's, yeah, December. So there's like holiday parties. He doesn't invite me to his office holiday party and tells me no one is allowed to bring guests. No, that's not, that seems seems suspicious. Do I believe that that is true? No. No, but... I, don't, I don't think anyone listening to this currently. All right, guys, uh, Christmas party next Saturday. Now, remember, no wives or girlfriends. Like, no no, yeah. no friends. You can't bring anyone. No. Like, it seems yeah. quite unlikely. Yes. And then I had a Christmas party with the group 
the, the Mayax was part of, um, it was a run club. So huge group and um, Christmas party for them. And I invited him to come with me and he was like, oh, I can't, it was on a week night. <laughs> So it was out of bounds. Mm. Oh, um, yeah. No, that's that will wreck with his routine. How dare you? Yes. Um, <laughs> he that day though um, called me and asked me what time I was going, and said I'm at happy hour, and I'll I'll stop by. Um, so happy so, hour is fine on a on yes. a weeknight. But uh, he'll pop in. Yeah. Guys, I wasn't even mad. <laughs> <laughs> You still had those rose-colored glasses firmly I'm, on your face. I'm getting really angry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good. No, it was. It's fine. I his biggest fault was that he was a coward and couldn't communicate his feelings. Like, yeah, and leaving it to me to make all the the decisions. To me, the person who wanted to be in the relationship to decide that it wasn't working. So. Fast forward a little bit, not really, just January. Mm. This is a whirlwind. I'm loving it. (laughs) Um, So we're still doing a lot of the communication talks and like try, like in my mind, we're trying to make it work or like trying to get past this hump. And I'm also justifying it as like, okay, well, you know, we're out of the honeymoon stage. Of course, like when life settles down and routine starts again, it gets there's going to be tension. Um, now, looking back years later, there shouldn't have been never put up with that much tension. But at the time when you're in it mm. and like so heavily sold, the rose colored glasses are thick. So, um, so we were going to a friend of his, their party. And I didn't, I knew a couple of his friends, but I didn't know this friend group, a lot of them. Um, so we go, we go together the next day I was doing a road race, but it was like a silly, I didn't care about it. Yep. So I was like, I, it's fine. And it was like in our neighborhood. So I wasn't worried about it. And, um, and at the party, I'm just talking to people, like I'm trying to make friends, like in, I view a perfect partnership or like a good partnership of when you're at a party um you can be separate and and mingle Mm. but you still feel like you can look across the room and make eye contact and then it's okay like you don't have to be glued at each other's side um and i i forgot to say this about the run club christmas party that he last minute decided to come to um he got mad at me after because of I wasn't paying enough attention to him and oh. he felt like that I didn't want him to be there. That is such a red flag. Like <laughs> yeah, that is that when sucks. people get cranky at you for invite. Like he, no, I'm just, I'm it's not going to expand upon that. No. I'm just going to say, you know what? No, no. And I'll tell you the conversation he got mad about was between me uh, and now Olympic medalist ah. and her sister and we were just talking and he got mad and was like I want to leave <laughs> oh my god what a man child very poor, very poor. So, that was the most emotion that I got from him though <laughs> yeah you would have been happy I mean you're like well at <laughs> least I know yeah, he yeah, kind of satisfying. 
like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of glad that you're mad because I didn't think that you even cared at all. Um, isn't it, isn't it like messed up when we get into a relationship and that we end up being happy that someone's mad because it shows that they care? Mm. Like how brainwashed are we by that point? And I've been there. It's like, oh, so you haven't shown any emotion and now you're showing a negative emotion and I'm happy about it. Yeah, it it really is awful. Yes. And I think that is like just manipulation, like Absolutely. 101. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, oh, I'm getting red talking about this. That's okay. I sense from the story that the, the relationship is on its last legs. You get into January. Yeah. And I think I'm getting mad at like my younger self, but you know, you can't fault her. She was doing her best. Yeah. Yeah, I get mad at him. I'm sorry. Redirect that anger away from younger you and get mad that someone was treating you that way. And yeah. Yeah. So, um, we go to this party. It's his friends at their house, still walking distance with everything in our like neighborhood. Um, and I'm talking with one of his friends in another room and we're like getting, I forget even what we're talking about, but we're just like vibing. And he texts me, I'm going to leave. And that's so manipulative. Mm. Luckily I saw my phone. I didn't like, I, and when I'm talking to people, I don't look at my phone, um, at a party. Mm. So I saw, I saw the message and I was like, Oh, I'm like, excused myself. And I was like, are you still here? Did you leave? Where are you? And he was in the room with all the coats and he was like, yeah, I'm just going to go. Um, and I was like, well, let's leave together. Like, do you want to come to my apartment? I'll come to yours. Uh, <laughs> what yeah. are you? And he's like, no, I, I think like, um, you should go home. Like your race is tomorrow. And, I had already expressed. I did not care about this run. You're going to wake up to put lace on your joggers and just and hit the hit the street. It's a fun run to you. Yes, it was a very much a fun run. Like a lot of people in my club were doing it. It was just for the social aspect of it. It was not, and it was just making me mad that he was telling me my decision um, and not not saying that it was anything he wanted. It was like you have to go because of this. Um, yeah, anything was, to deflect talking about what he wants, needs, or feels. You, yeah. I'll, I'll tell, I'll dictate your emotions to you, but not to me. Yes, and um, I was getting very frustrated, and then I said, "Okay, I'm leaving," and I left. I walked out, and he did run down the sidewalk and chase me. And and in that moment, I was like, "Thank God!" Like, yeah, like I get. Again, a reaction. He isn't a robot. Yeah, like, and feeling satisfied in a negative space is so weird. And now, I mean, hopefully, like years later, I hope that I've moved away from that uh, at least a little bit. But I just feel so bad for me in that moment because I really was so happy that he chased me because I just Mm. thought. like he cares he won't just let me walk out um and so we're talking on the corner of the block and i'm like well do you want to just come back with me and i i don't even remember why i like thought of this question but i was like do you see a future with me and he said no 
I mean, I laughed a little. I. I want to applaud you for asking that mm, question because that is so important and so authentic. But just to get the no, no after someone's chased you down the street. And like, what are you doing? What have you been doing the past? Like, once you realize no, I'm assuming it was in November when I met your family, I, but I don't know when. But like, once you realize no, what are you doing? Why are you... Yeah, like so many people do this and I don't understand it. Like they, they, they know that there's I, like my ex stayed with me for probably about a year and a half after he realized there was no future. Even though I said to him, I would like to get married one day. And if you don't, please let me go. Um, and he didn't. And then when I was like, did you ever see a future? He's like, no. And I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, why? Yeah. Like why? As soon as you don't see a future and I know it's hard, like the previous relationship I had been in, I was the one who ended it. And it was, it is difficult when you love someone and to say, I love you, but I don't see a future with Mm. you. It's a hard conversation to have, but you have to like respect the other person. (laughs) And like, I think that's the key. It's the, it's the lack of respect of the other person that ends that those circumstances are in. So on the street corner, he gave you an answer of no. Was that it? Yeah. Did that kill the relationship then? Um, yes. Yep. I just want to tell the story though. <laughs> um, yeah, I I got mad because I said like, "What are you doing? Like, why you were just waiting for me to lose my mind? Like, what?" And just gradually pulling away until I like had no choice but to break up with you like and so I said okay like then this is over then there's nothing more here and I turned around and walked away and sobbed the entire way home (laughs) did it start raining as well it's like a movie moment (laughs) too bad there wasn't tiktok yes (laughs) (laughs) I like I was devastated because in my mind I was still trying to like salvage the earlier person that he had been and I, I really didn't understand where that person went mm. um, so anyways a little thing called love bombing <laughs> I learned about uh, yes <laughs> yes um, but so I sobbed all the way home and in my mind I still really didn't know if it was over like I I was kind of still expecting him to show up the next day at the race and yeah. like us talk about it um, and again, like my previous relationship, we had such good communication that like, we never, we never would have left something on that note. So like, I just wasn't sure. It, like it wasn't completely over in my head, even mm. though I said this is over, but I, in my mind yeah. it wasn't. So, um, the next day he doesn't show up. I cry the entire run that I'm running. My oh, friend no. runs with me. This is like, not a fun run anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sad run. I like, I, each corner we passed along the way, cause it was in our neighborhood. Yep. I'm looking and I'm, I'm waiting and thinking, did he, is he, did he bike? Like, is yeah. he on this corner? Where is he? Didn't show up. Um, didn't hear from him and then later in the day eventually i i think i sent him a message or something and i said like can we talk or what <laughs> like, like 
we drunkenly broke up and now that's it. Yeah. And then he's like, well, you broke up with me. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm going to punch him in the face. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. No threats. <laughs> <laughs> this was past tense. I mean, oh, this was a threat in the past, past that you're you. recalling. This is not a current yes. threat. Yeah. The lawyers are saying it's okay. Very good. Okay. <laughs> the thumbs up. <laughs> they agree. Yes. He, in the past, deserved a punch in the face. Um, but so we talk on the phone. It feels like nothing. Like it was no emotion from him. It yeah, was kind he's of gone just full like, robot mode. Yeah, exactly. And like I was sharing everything that I was feeling, and he was kind of just like listening and maybe. Um, uh, I can't even remember what he said, and that's how much he said. Like, yeah. it was nothing that was really satisfying, except for that I knew it was over. Yeah, uh, but in my heart, it was not. And then I kind of was a little crazy, and for the next like two weeks, was like texting him. I, it might have even been longer, but I I'm trying to think of like timeline. It was right before the pandemic, so this was early February. We broke up. And the, the day that we had our conversation was the Super Bowl, which is like mm. the American football yeah. um, like championship. Um, well, look, thank goodness that you didn't get locked down with him because yeah, that would have been true. a real bummer. That would have been worse than being alone. <laughs> like- <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I know. I don't. And he definitely wouldn't have broken up with me then because what right. else would he have done? Right, so, yeah. So can was, I ask this this whole saga that only lasted a couple of months? Yeah, right? it's a four or five month it's, saga. It's a, it, this is years worth of conflict into a couple of months. What mm-hmm. do you think? And it can be nothing because sometimes we don't learn anything right. from these situations. What do you think you learnt from this relationship? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think like my, there are honestly a lot of takeaways. Like I was so naive to just think that because I had a healthy relationship prior that everyone communicates well and like, right, yeah. and and that everyone um, is thoughtful. Mm. <laughs> like, um, so I think my big takeaway is it takes time to get to know somebody. And like, even though all of those like great stuff at the beginning are so great and will make you fall, it's important. I did not coin this term, but I heard it somewhere. Um, But making sure that somebody is treating you like the stranger you are at the beginning and doing the same. So not getting overly invested so early on because it is a stranger. You are getting to know each other. Um, And the idea of on paper, sometimes it might make sense, but if that core, if you can't be silly, if someone doesn't really like you at your core, then... It Probably doesn't, not, yeah. it's not going to work. No. Like, 
And I think you've kind of crossed over into one of my lessons because my lessons were twofold today. (laughs) And my first one was don't race to the end in a relationship. Uh, Like when you first meet someone, you, you, we, we like to let our brains go all hearts and flowers and white picket fence and, you know, walking down the altar and everything like that. But in the same, you know, vein as you got to treat someone like you're still getting to know them, like they're a stranger. Um, don't race too far because when you race to the end and you form that picture yourself, it is so hard to see anything but that picture. And you miss so much because you're just staring at the picture of the life that you want. And by the end, when you break up with them, you're not even grieving the person. You're grieving the life that you thought that you were going to have. Like it's not, it, it's, it, it, was, it wasn't real and you mm. made it in your head. Um, and my yeah. second is communicate your expectations. So mm-hmm. if you feel like someone is starting to neglect you or not meet up with what you want in a relationship, do what Brene Brown says. Be clear to be kind. So make sure that you, you know, if you're like, hey, we haven't seen each other. What's up with that? You know, force people to tell you. That, well, don't force them. That's pretty yes, bad. That's right. But um, <laughs> communicate your truth so that other people will communicate theirs is what I want to yeah. say for that. Mm, what about one. you, Tom? I would say with that too is like communicate your truth and don't have – an expectation that you need to hear it back. Just give them the opportunity to give it back. But if they don't find like rely on the piece within that you were authentic and you communicated. Yeah. And silence is an answer. (laughs) Silence is definitely an answer. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Mine's not a lesson this week, but I will raise the point of men being unable or poorly communicating, sharing their feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where this comes from. I don't know how to help this. All I'm doing it is broaching it as an issue to uh, everyone in the studio today and everyone listening at home. I bounce around. I'll bounce around a, a, a men's forum or something, and a lot of times the there'll be a huge response to what do we need? What do like for example? What do women? Uh, what do men want f- for more? We want to be able to talk and share emotions, share our feelings. We want that as a as a subset, you know, so of the human stopping? race. So what's stopping it? I don't know. It's um, the, it, it's. I uh, would love, and maybe I'll give you guys um, my ex's contact, and you can ask <laughs> we, can, we can ask him. <laughs> Why, him man? Why? But historically, uh, men haven't been able to open up. We've been closed off. We have to. Be stoic. We have Stiff to be. We have to be strong. Logical. We have to be that logical. All those things. Helpful. We want to be helpful at the drop of a hat. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to. Uh, I try and open up. I try and be uh, share and uh, and but and and as an as an emotional guy, it's still hard. Yeah. It's still hard for us to do. So, I don't know. Everybody, keep that in your hearts going forward. That Maybe. there's men in your life that want to open up. They want to share, but. There's difficulties in doing that. I don't know if that comes... I mean, it's easy to go, oh, you women, you're so... And obviously there's loads of lovely supportive women out there. But there's go, it's going to happen. It will happen that we will get called pussies. We will get called... You know, we will get physically... Uh, we will get spoken down to. Um, uh-huh. And we... So we need to fix that. I don't know. There's no solution. I just think there is nothing stronger than seeing a grown man 
cry, to be honest, because mm. it, it takes a lot in this terrible patriarchal society that we have to be able to put your emotions on your sleeve. And I actually think that's super strong to be able to communicate that. So, so my- I actually agree with that. I think that it's like a very, not to say like crying is sexy, but like when a guy, especially who is like characteristically masculine, to be very honest and mature about communicating his feelings. Yeah. It's very hot. (laughs) Yeah. Like we don't want to say guys at home, like we don't want to say it's hot when you cry, but also it's, it's hot when you show your emotions. It's, we like the fact that you're being vulnerable and allowing your authentic self to show up. Yeah. But I will say and I don't mean to like go on a tangent with this too, but I learned some men do use that inauthentically and will share things that they actually don't really care about, but as a way of oh, faking for sure. connection. I think that um, humans do that. I don't think yeah, that's, that's gendered. Yeah. Like I think there's a lot of people who will manipulate you with stories and that's emotions. True. But that's true too. Yeah. I guess I only see it in men because I I only see men, but (laughs) look, there's a, 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 I'm an, I'm a strong advocate for, for men's health. Um, there's a reason uh, we kill ourselves the most, right? Uh, as a, as a populist, I know it's grim and no one likes to hear it, but it's Mm -hmm. true. Um, so we do need we do need to, yes uh, men talking to you we need to open up more we need we need to share more uh, everyone else we you need to let we need to figure out how to let that happen more that's yeah, a, that's encourage my, that's it my... encourage yeah. it I don't know if you're a guy yeah. sitting at home tell one person something that you feel this week that's all just one person something little that you feel even if yeah. you're even if you're a girl who doesn't like communicating things just tell one person something that you feel this week anyway look thank you so much yes. for coming back thank and you, joining man. us again angelica it has been an absolute treat um, I hope that everybody at home learned a few things today as yeah. we did here in the studio. If you'd like to be a guest, you can go to ghostsofboyfriendspass at gmail.com and drop us a line or that's not canon.com forward slash ghostsofboyfriendspast. Yes, jump on our Facebook group. That's where a lot of stuff happens like earlier before these uh, pod, uh, episodes. Jump in early with like-minded people. It's a uh, Ghosts of Boyfriends Pods group therapy is that is that little group. Otherwise, please rate the show, share the show. Someone will get a kick out of it. Someone will get benefit out of it. Not just not just enjoyment, help, actual help. And we want your mini-sode stories as well. So if you don't want to be a guest but you've got a story to tell, write it in. Even if you dot point it, we'll make it sound eloquent and amazing for you. Thank you again, Angelica. It's been great speaking with you. And as the final word of this show, I would just like to remind everyone, don't race to the end. Relationships are not a marathon. They're not a sprint. They're not anything of kind of a race. Make sure that you just like pace yourself when you start dating. When you walk through an art museum, what happens? You see some interesting things. You see some not so interesting things. <laughs> and if you're like me at all, you, you're probably a little bit sleepy. Well, grab a cafecito and listen up. It's Art Slice, a palatable serving of art history. I'm Russell Shoemaker. I'm Stephanie Duenas. We are not your daddy's art history <laughs> podcast. We are both artists. So we look at art history through that perspective. We cover the artists, you know, and those that have been ignored for so many different reasons. We look at the context of the time. We compare it 
to today. We don't dumb anything down, but, and this is a big but, hey, we like to have a good time, okay? Nos gusta to goof around, <laughs> all right? We have hungry pantry mons no, that no, might startle you. It's a long story. We, we feed them our materials. Art is just a visual language, so in order for us to interpret what we think it's saying, we hijack the work. Right. How do you like that for an art heist? Exactly. And ultimately, we decide if it belongs in our Art Slice Museum okay. on top of the Art Slice okay. Hilltop. Okay. So, so if this all sounds good to you, join us on Art Slice, a palatable serving of art history. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There are known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. The ancient and esoteric order of the Jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge. Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.